1: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with car stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. All right, Ben, we got another topic here that uh, that is of surprisingly great interest to me and to me as well. Isn't that something? I mean, we I I kind of went into this thinking that maybe it wouldn't be all that exciting. But, um, the more I read about them, I do know, the kind of cool, the cooler these vehicles are. I'm going to level with you, buddy. When we agreed that
0: we were going to do a podcast on garbage trucks, mm-hmm. or excuse me, refuse trucks, yeah. I thought, oh, no, this might be one of those where we're both kind of phoning it in. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's it's really surprising because when you look at it just as a specialized vehicle, mm-hmm. uh it has a
1: long storied history. Yeah, don't tune out because um there's there's more to this than you than you think probably. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's great practicality for the vehicles, of mm-hmm. course. And uh they just it's a, it's a really logical progression of the way these things evolved. And I think it's uh, it's kind of cool and you know where this comes from. And if you want to like just get a quick Idea of what we're looking at and what we're talking about here. Um, a, a link was sent to me from uh, Chris Paulette here in our office. Um, yes. Tech stuff, blogger, mm-hmm. editor, master of puns, podcaster. You know, he's a, he's, you know, like I've mentioned this many times before, he and I talk cars often. Yes. And uh, he sent me a link um, in an email. This is back in August. And this is from a, a website called Dark Roasted Blend. Mm hmm and he said the note said do you like vintage garbage trucks and i said my response was who doesn't and uh so i i looked up uh i looked up this link and it, the the article title is unsung heroes vintage garbage and sanitation trucks and it's a long you know well laid out there's mm. not much to read here really it's mostly photos which yeah. is really cool but um you would be surprised at how cool these trucks are when, you, when yes. you start to really dig into what they do and, and how they do it.
0: When, and there are different ways of doing it. Um, I, I guess just if you don't mind, before we get into the history of it. Yeah. Um, we should set out one of the reasons that garbage trucks are probably uh, unsung heroes, not even hyperbole. Yeah. Like uh, garbage trucks directly tie into One of the plagues of human beings living in urbanized environments, which Mm -hmm. is the spread of disease through a lack of sanitation. Yes, And so without garbage trucks or without refuse trucks, be nice uh, to the people who are driving these, who are operating these, because they are one of the reasons that you do not have bubonic
1: plague or some crazy thing like that. That's exactly right, Ben. You're exactly right. And these came out, you know, these were... um, I guess they've, they've arisen from, you know, th- this great need to to remove the garbage from our, our surroundings. You know, the, the need to get rid of something that would attract uh, rats and, mm-hmm. and uh, roaches and all kinds of, you know, filthy things that you don't want around you, really, in your yeah. home or, or on your property or anywhere near where you live, really. Um, so being able to haul them out of a, um, an urban area, to a, uh, a a remote rural area and get them, you know, to to uh, I guess an area where they can be either burned mm-hmm. or incinerated. I'm mean, sorry, that's <laughs> <supposed> say <laughs> Burned or buried or um, reprocessed, you know, maybe exactly, or just simply piled up somewhere outside of the town limits. Mm-hmm. Um, that was critical, and and really, it comes around right about the same time as you can imagine as the automobile was invented. Which made perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got a couple of, uh, of really quick facts that we can go over here if you'd like to about, about current waste production. Yes. You want, you want to hear a few? Of yes. These? All right. And these come from the, uh, the Clean Air Council. And this will kind of give you an idea of, of why it's important that we get rid of all of our garbage because each day the United States throws away enough trash to fill 63,000 garbage trucks, which is, um, well, that's pretty. You know, I thought there was another statistic with that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's so. Sixty-three thousand garbage trucks is what the what the United States each day. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine if that stuff was just left laying around, how much that would uh, would cover. At this point, it would be swimming in garbage. It'd be disgusting. Um, throw away two and a half million plastic bottles every hour. Two and a half million, million plastic bottles every hour. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just think about some of these numbers when I give them to you, because, um, the average American uses 650 pounds of paper a year.
0: Oh gosh. Look at all our notes.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a hundred pounds of paper in front of me right now, <laughs> so I can imagine that that goes up for, for others. But okay, here's another one. Yeah. New York, New York City alone throws out enough garbage each day to fill the Empire State Building. That's so okay. So that's, that's, that's a, that's a great one right there. Yeah. New York City congested, crowded. Sure. But imagine an empire state building's worth of garbage laying in the streets every day. How long do you think that can last? Um, <clears throat> I think that that could maybe last a week. All right. So in other words, you know, we've got to get rid of this stuff somehow, yes, right? And yeah. people realize that early, early on, they said, you know, and it wasn't quite as dramatic in the past, uh, no, but, no. but, you know, because it just wasn't, uh, the, the population that we're talking about now, and right. they weren't producing the type of garbage because of packaging, Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, is so much different now. Um, I, I think most of the garbage that we get rid of is packaging at this point. Right. And you a know, lot
0: of it is, um, a, a lot of it is made of some sort of material, like a, a type of plastic or something mm-hmm. that, that won't decay. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw it out in the street like an apple core. A, a
1: lot of it. Not, yeah. not, yeah, exactly. And there wasn't that condition in the past, you know, in the, in the early 1900s. Um, but anyways, it, it amounts to 230 million tons of trash or four and a half pounds, right around four and a half pounds per person per day. Wow. Four and a half pounds of garbage per day. Do you do you get rid of four and a half pounds of garbage per day, do you think? Um, well, I do try to recycle, but mm-hmm. I
0: probably, you know what, if I averaged out over a year, um, I'm sure the number would surprise me.
1: Yeah, I bet it would. I would Because, you know, there are days when you're cleaning out your, uh, your garage or days when you're cleaning out your car or whatever, yeah, and you're going to produce perfect. a lot more garbage than in a day when, you know, maybe you didn't go to McDonald's mm-hmm. three times for the day. Or the holidays or something, <laughs> you end up doing that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so,
0: a good experiment would be to just bring a bag with you in the morning. And see how heavy it is. At oh the end of the oh day. man,
1: that'd be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be I'd just it'd carry be all your garbage with you all day long. I feel it. bad enough already. Oh man, that but, would be pretty depressing. I think so. Anyways, the, yeah. the first garbage trucks came about right about when the automobile came around because there's a way finally to get the the garbage out of town or you know mm-hmm. away from the property, whatever you need to do. And they were open top. They were just you know like as you can imagine, they're just a pickup truck that people would load up with uh, with whatever the refuse was and they'd haul it away. The problem was that they were not designed to haul garbage. Really, I mean, they're they're open tops, so the stuff is blowing around in the wind. It's uh, falling yeah, out of the truck. Yeah. Um, they weren't sanitary, open to flies and mm. um, you know rats and things like that that uh, you don't you definitely don't want around. And there was an odor issue because uh, it's just open garbage, and you can imagine what that's like. Because you've been behind a garbage truck, I'm sure, mm-hmm. that you've said, oh, my God, that smells terrible, what is that? And then two blocks off, you catch up with the garbage truck. Yeah. Um That is in a, a supposedly enclosed container that, you know, is, is designed to reduce odors. You can you imagine what that was like if it was open? Just the midden heap. Yeah, yeah. it would have been terrible. So there's this whole evolution of the garbage truck that happens after that point, you know, the the, the refuse collection. Mm-hmm. Um and if you want to we can just kind of go through quickly um the different types that they have i know you have a few in front of you as well mm-hmm. so so you know feel free to to hop in at any point here and and you know one thing we wanted to note is that there is an overlap in all of these designs it wasn't like one stopped being used the moment another one started being used so you're going to hear decades that are mentioned you know like in the 30s and 40s mm-hmm. and then something that you know came about in the 30s that went until the 50s and you know so on so um the different types of, of refuse trucks were used for decades at a time, and they do overlap. The technology is new at some point. Um, you know, they continue to use the old tried-and-true technology yeah. until that was uh, extinguished. You know, they decided it wasn't a good idea anymore or just broke down and they couldn't do it. And one other thing is that oftentimes the uh, the devices or the the mechanics of what we're talking about, you know, on the back end of the vehicles, that is separate from... The the, uh, the the chassis of the truck, the cab of the truck, the engine. Yes. In that, um, you know, GMC might make a, a flatbed or a um, a rail truck that, you know, then a body can be added to that is, mm-hmm. you know, this pr- proprietary type design that, you know, is a compactor or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever type of design we're talking about. But, um, you know, you find that Ford makes, you know, something like this that, you know, you'll see – GM also makes a body that, uh, or rather a chassis that, you know, the same types of bodies are put on. So there's this really kind of unique mix of, uh, of service vehicles, I guess, that, that are put together out of all these different parts. But mm-hmm. what's really interesting in these things is the, the mechanical part of the back. Because yes. that's what we're talking about. We want to get yeah. to, uh, the, the, the methods that they use. And, um, like we said, you know, starting from the very beginning, it was just the open top mm-hmm. pickup trucks, really. Um, Inefficient use of space. Yeah, exactly. Inefficient because they're not compacted. You just throw the garbage in. You can imagine how much you can fit in there. It's not a whole lot. Maybe someone might have jumped on the top of the load uh, to keep it down, but that's about it. Yeah. And from there, you know, it's like the early 1900s. It wasn't until about the 1930s that they got into the covered body design. Someone said, please. Yes. (laughs) Cover it. Please. We're getting all this garbage blown around or whatever. So – and these these early cover body design, designs were often, you know, sometimes they were metal, sometimes they were canvas, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever they had at the time, burlap or you know, something like that. Um, they were often dump truck designs. And there's a problem with that in that, you know, it's got to be able to to lift that much weight. Yeah. It's got to be able to uh, be on level ground basically when it dumps. Because I don't know if you've ever been around a dump truck, but um, when it gets up to the the maximum height to dump, you have to get it up. You know, all the way to the top, yeah. and then you have to kind of jerk the vehicle backwards and forwards to get this thing to unload. Then you have to drive forward and let it, you know, un- undo itself. That's a problem in some type you know, some cases when you're at a landfill or when you're wherever these things are you're going. Incline, yeah. Oftentimes, yeah. you don't have the ability to do that, or or it's not as easy, or you know, the the uh, the hydraulics give out on it, mm-hmm. and uh, then you're stuck with you know a vehicle that's that won't dump, that's full of garbage, and there's no other way to get it out but shovel it out. Um, could be a mess. So, yeah. um, hydraulics were a big part of these early designs, of these cover designs, and you'll find that hydraulics all the way through the history of the dump truck are, are critical mm-hmm. um, because we're, we use them now, but in a much different way. Um, and as we get to you know some of the modern designs, we'll talk about how hydraulics are used. Yes. So, what have you got from there, Ben? You got anything that uh, you want to wow me with at this point? Because I'm I'm getting tired. All right, Scott.
0: Absolutely fine. I've got you back on this one because you and I both know that the next one coming up is the external hopper. Now, the external hopper had this, – this is about from the 30s to the late 40s, uh, and the external hopper had several advantages. Um, of course, it's still covered. They're not going to give that up. The garbage entry, you put it in uh, a hopper or a bin that was at about waist level, and what you did is if you – you know like how a book drop works? Yeah. Yeah, so you put your – in this case, I'm not saying books are garbage. <laughs> it's just the comparison. <laughs> in this case, you put the garbage in this, and then you close the hopper, which moves it back into the truck. And mm-hmm. then when you open the hopper again, just like in a book drop, it's empty. Oh, very nice. As long as it's working. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's working. As long as it's working. Now, yeah. unlike some of the canvas-covered vehicles, uh, these were waterproof – um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the smell was probably greatly reduced. I would bet so, yeah. Just I mean, because of the barrier between the closing there. Just because it was sealed.
1: Mm-hmm. No, so it's leak-proof. It's not going to leak garbage all over the place, mm-hmm. Right.
0: And that's,
1: that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now there's plenty more, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Plenty more. You know what the next one was? Um, I know what it was, but I don't know much about uh, it. Ah, okay. Here, I got a little bit of info on this one. So from the 1930s to the 1950s, and this is one that, uh, looks like to me, I mean, from, according to, uh, the site that I went to to get some of this information, which is, uh, mm. tigerdude.com, this guy had a, quite a write-up about, um, refuse vehicles and, and garbage trucks. Um, and, you know, I, I, Looked around other places too, and this, this matches up quite well with it, but he had a really good description of a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is rotary loaders. Now that sounds, uh, that sounds kind of cool. You know, yeah. that, uh, a rotary loader. How does that work? Well, it, it basically is an auger design. And I think the, uh, the Germans were one of the first ones to come up with this design. Um, it uses an auger mechanism, which moves, uh, the load forward in, in the, there's like a fixed, a fixed bed on this truck, right? The, the okay. internal part of this is an auger design. You load it into a fixed hopper, which is in the in the uh, the back of the truck, and it it pulls the 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 refuse into the vehicle. Now, remember, at the time, this is in the 30s and and up until the 50s, a lot of people were burning their garbage just on their own property, and then they would haul the ashes out for those to be distil- disposed of. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, a lot of times they're dealing with just ashes or, you know, they wouldn't have, like, you know, someone trying to throw out, uh, uh, you know, like a love seat or something mm. like that. Yeah, right. You know, they're putting uh, smaller, um, you know, or bundles. kitchen refuse and things yeah. like that. You know, small things mm. that would be out there. And, and it would draw the material into the truck and compact it at the front of the truck. And it would slowly fill up. And then when you're fill, full, you take it to the landfill or wherever, mm. and you would run the auger in reverse. And it would simply pump that that refuse back out of the truck which seems so efficient it really does and uh, you know a lot of times they would have to um you know angle it a little bit kind of like mm-hmm. you would a um, um well like a dump truck it would, it would tip up a little bit and then the auger would you know drain it back out on the ground others were you know it didn't require that at all and they were just you know able to to just simply run it in reverse and it would unload the uh, the refuse i'm telling you in that way uh in america we had something that was a Um, in addition, I think there were probably a couple of these, you know, these rotary loaders here too. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was a chain drive conveyor belt, uh, system that someone had developed here in America, a similar type thing that was used to distribute the, the garbage load evenly within the truck so that, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't compacting yet, Mm -hmm. but it was evenly distributing it so that it filled all corners of the vehicle and, uh, you know, was able to, to make the most out of the space because that's what this all comes down to. You're not, you're not gonna wanna make, 50 runs to the, to the dump every day. If you're a garbage man, you're going to want to make three. Mm -hmm. So how can you most efficiently use that space that you have and, and evenly distribute the weight so that everything is safe for you on the road and when you're dumping the vehicle? Um, it really garbage removal comes down to efficient use of space. You know what? That's really, that's really a
0: great way to say it. Um, and we haven't reached the maximum efficiency of space yet because we also get into uh with our rear loaders, yeah, through uh now now these overlap like, well
1: they go they go back a long way, yeah, they go back a long way um, they've gone let's see well one thing about these Simpen, I mean I, before you get into it here because I know you got notes on this, but when I think of a garbage truck, I think of a rear loader. Yeah, that, that's my, that's what I think of because that's the design I see most often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, out in the suburbs, that's what you often see. You know, this is the one where the guy's ride on the back of the truck, hanging out right. a handle. I always kind of thought they'd be kind of a cool job. Yeah, you know, growing up, I
0: thought it'd be pretty cool because yeah. I always wanted to ride on the
1: outside. Exactly. Of the car. Yeah, you're
0: standing on the back and the
1: thing's yeah. not yet done moving and you hop off and you grab something mm-hmm. and you throw it at the back and then you whip the can back into the yard, don't care where mm-hmm. that goes and uh i'm just kidding you know, and then and then you get back on you know maybe you pull the handle yeah um it just seemed like kind of a, a cool thing when you're a kid um now i see better you know that uh you're out there in all elements and uh, yeah it's, it's not such a great job hard working it's a very very difficult job i mean give them a lot of credit yeah be nice to your refuse collectors give them a lot of credit because they're, they're going through a lot
0: so what they're what what they're actually doing when they're um, throwing garbage into that rear loader when they're working in a team, you see them in two or three man teams. Yeah, depending on the volume, I think. Sure. Um, Someone to drive the truck. Yeah. One or two men hanging off the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. And what these guys will do is, depending on the type of rear loader they have, they'll either take the container of garbage and actually hoist up and empty it out into the back of the truck. Sure. Or
1: quite a workout.
0: Yeah, quite a workout. Or they will put it on a mechanism that lifts up the container for them. Oh, pretty and dumps savvy. it out. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, Which makes it, I'm sure, much less, uh, much less of a workout.
1: Yeah, um, I would think so.
0: Over time, you know, that's gotta kill you. Yeah, I bet it back. really does.
1: I bet you have bad backs and shoulders mm-hmm. and everything.
0: And also, these have, uh, I believe, th- is the term a blade, Scott? A blade that pushes back? You
1: know, I- I've heard that before. Yeah, it's called a blade, I think. Mm-hmm. I- I'll try to find another term for it here, because I think there may be another one. Um, injection panel? Is that right? No, that's not right. No, Sorry. It's, uh, no, no, but. Now we'll get into that later.
0: We'll get, yeah, we'll get to that later, <laughs> yeah. but it pushes the, um, it pushes the garbage, of course, toward the toward the front of the vehicle, and it…
1: Compacts it. Yes, compacts it. Which is it. awesome, because that's exactly what they were looking for, or that's what they needed mm-hmm. uh, in the past, you know, is that, you know, we're talking about efficient use of space. Mm-hmm. And they needed some way to mechanically compact all that stuff, and they kind of had it with the rotary design. Yeah, I mean, that's they… A, they a, it sounds like they do. Yeah. I mean, it was a way to, to, to haul it into the truck and back out without having to touch it so much. Right.
0: Uh, um, but from what we see with the rear loaders now, the amount of pressure they're able to put into compacting trash is um, – I think it's still been growing, like, since I had rear loaders with these compactors. And I remember the reason that I re- – the reason I remember compactors so much, man, here's my childhood memory. All right. Uh, ben says – Hey mom, I want to be a garbage mo- man. Mom says, "Hey, that's nice." I was like, "I wonder if they let me get into the back of the truck if I oh. ask them." And she, and she oh, said, boy. "She said, no, no, the back of the truck is for trash." And then, of course, my dad says, "You can get in there if you want, but you'll die, and there'll be <laughs> there'll be a square inch cube left of you." Oh, and um, good uh, advice from dad. Of course, that's that's not true. That there would be a square inch cube. Yeah, it would be more.
1: Uh, oh sure you would be flattened out. Yeah, I'd be a flat Stanley. That's right, you'd be flattened out because uh you know this uh, I guess what they call it, is they call it compaction ratio. Yes. And um apparently with uh, with hydraulic cylinders that they use to compact this thing, you know the big door that moves, they pull the handle, mm-hmm. It's kind of a big sweeping arm that goes through and you can you can picture this happening, right? It, 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 this thing eats garbage. I mean it's it's unbelievable how much it, they can put in one of these things. One space, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess you can carry about a you know, about twice as much as they normally would be able to if they were just to throw the garbage into the, the container. Absolutely. So if you look at the size of a garbage truck, imagine them just filling it with bags of garbage. Then imagine twice that amount uh, mm-hmm. because of the compaction. That's what they can carry. So it's a very, very efficient design. Um, and, you know, the, the interior is shaped accordingly so that, you know, mm-hmm. it uh, it it maximizes the amount of garbage that they can put in. It's just really, it's well-thought-out design at this point. I mean it's it's one of those things where they've refined it, refined it and refined it. And of course they're going to get better at it. They always do. But uh right now it seems like they're really on top of things with you know the the, the design that they've got with these things. But being good
0: is a heck of an insult if you can be great, right? <laughs> that's right. And yeah. that's why um if if you're okay with it, I want to take us to the 50s. Oh sure. Yeah. All right. You know I love a good inventor. Yeah. I who thought, doesn't? Um, I, I don't know. Who, yeah, who, well, maybe someone will write in and tell us they hate inventors. hate inventors. I hate inventors. I hate inventors. But um <laughs> there's one that even an inventor hater should at least be <laughs> uh, kind to. Yeah. Uh, and that is our own George R. Dempster. George R. Dempster. D-E-M Dempster. Okay. I
1: give, I'll give. I can you... see this one coming a mile away. Okay, go hey, ahead. Guess. No, no. I want no, you. No, I, I,
0: I want you to guess. No, no.
1: What no, do you no. make? No, because I I know. <laughs> just tell. Just tell him. Uh,
0: George R. Dempster invented the dumper, the dumpster system. Not
1: dumper. The dumpster system. Dumpster. So Dempster invented the dumpster. Dempster's dumpster. Oh, very good. And uh, Dempster guess... Truck Company, right? Yes, Dempster Truck Company. Mm-hmm. But the but the the containers that he built. Right. called dumpsters dumpsters because these these containers are
0: the things that you see outside of large businesses well, sure. apartment complexes there's ubiquitous everybody you know? knows what a dumpster is I and mean, it's yeah. like
1: the it's like the generic term like the jello and scott towels and things like that sure, and sure. kleenex things mm-hmm. like that that people just use a, a, a one term for all of them now but yeah. uh the big metal boxes that's mm-hmm. a dumpster and you'll of course you know you've probably some people might not know this
0: it, it is possible that some people have not seen a dumpster get emptied
1: oh boy i don't know few and far between but yeah. we're
0: we're talking to those four people right now scott <laughs> okay so the so reason- this
1: whole podcast is well the end of this podcast is for four people
0: <laughs> <laughs> they they've got the uh got the slots on the outside you know yep. but uh that kind of look like um Rectangular holes. Sure, it's like brackets on the side. Perfect. Brackets. And the reason they have those brackets is because of a little number that you might know of as the front loading dumpster. Ah. Oh. And people are like, oh, wait, we were putting garbage in the back. Sorry, man. Garbage <laughs> trucks, the evolution
1: moves quick. Yeah, so it's quickly. a front end loader. It, mm-hmm. uh, it drives right up to the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And you know these because, you know, they're, they're in, let's say, fast food restaurant. Yeah. Uh, You can't park in front of them. They've got a a wooden gate in front of them usually so that, you know, they're hidden from view. Mm -hmm. But uh, you have to leave a a wide lane open for these guys because they drive right up to the front of it and pick it up that way. And they are big. Yeah, they're very big, very big. So the uh, the arms extend out, Mm -hmm. go through those brackets we talked about, pick the whole darn thing up right over top of the cab, which would worry the heck out of me if I was a driver. Yeah. And, I mean, they're really big. They're real heavy. And, uh, just pretty much slings it over the back end and dumps it and, uh, usually bangs it a few times so that everybody turns around and looks. Yes. Because I'm sure that's the purpose is to make everybody look. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It's not to empty the dumpster. Not to get all the stuff out of here. <laughs> it's really just to make some racket because they can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, drops it back down and it's empty. That's it. No heavy lifting on the part of a human, anyways.
0: Yes. And this, uh, these arms that we're talking about, they're like, think of them like, well, they're called truck loaders, but mm-hmm. one of the easiest ways to think about it is to me, at least, you see construction equipment, for instance, like a bulldozer, just by comparison. Yeah. You know, uh, the actual shovel part of the dozer is attached to these two arms. So picture something like that without the attachment and these things just insert, they lift somehow, they don't crash onto the cab. Yeah. Um, you think it
1: would just pop right off of there right at some point in the process because it looks like a I don't know I'm gonna say it's a violent process I'm sure it's happened at least once but there's a removal I mean the top on the on the dumpster uh, yeah. on the vehicle slides back mm-hmm. the, I mean this is all a very timed mechanical thing that you know yes. when it's a, coming up the uh the roof slides open the dumpster opens up the dumpster starts to tip then finally the lids come open allows the garbage to fall out you know it's it's this mm-hmm. real um I don't know it's a real not complex. It's pretty simple really. It's but, automated. That's but yeah, the it's, thing. Very, it's very cool. Yeah. Cool I, that it all works together. I mean and this, this has been around since the nineteen fifties. I couldn't believe that. And uh people
0: have yet to really design uh something that's replaced it. And in
1: addition to that, it also has a compactor. So, you mm-hmm. know, once all this is dumped in, it still compacts, mm-hmm. and then it's got this, uh, this, this hatch at the back, this, uh, this, this hatch that opens up. I don't know what that was called again. I think I used that term earlier. Ejection panel. Ejection I think. panel, yeah. Where, that opens up. It's like the back end of the truck flips up, and, uh, really that same compaction device is what pushes it, pushes it out. It pushes a cube of garbage out, mm-hmm. that's then, you know, dispersed and, and rolled on by, uh, you know, other Landfill machinery is mm-hmm. you know, something that compacts it down to the ground, but it's an incredible machine really these These garbage trucks are really kind of fascinating, and the the thing is I know i
0: keep i know this must be the fifteenth time I've said efficiency in this in this podcast, mm-hmm. but that's really uh, just like you said, uh, it's an efficient use of space, and when we're talking about the efficient use of space, I think we can easily see from the evolution. How much more efficient it's become from just throwing stuff into the back of what a, a pickup truck basically, yeah, and then to now where we have one truck that can make those multiple stops at multiple dumpsters uh, because the compactor is
1: able to compact to such an extreme ratio. Oh yeah, I mean these are incredible incredible machines with uh just the compression rate that we were talking about mm-hmm. uh what they're capable of, of fitting in that space is just is remarkable. And uh you know when you, I I encourage people to go to look at this article that I looked at here earlier, mm-hmm. you know the one that Chris sent me, the same yeah. link. Um it's it's dark again it's dark roasted blend. Mm-hmm. It's called Unsung Heroes Vintage Garbage and Sanitation Trucks It's from August of 2010. The cool thing about this is you'll see a lot of photos of vintage, uh, garbage trucks, a lot of them in really good condition. And, uh, you know, this reminded me when I first saw it, there was, and when I lived in Michigan, there was a, the Woodward Dream Cruise. And there was somebody that would do the Woodward Dream Cruise in a garbage truck that had been fully restored. Are you serious? It was a, it was a red, it looked like, a, I think it was a burgundy, um, garbage truck, and the thing was an, enormous, but it was ex- extremely well care, cared for, painted, you know, every surface was Looked. painted and shined, and it was chrome, and it was beautiful, and uh, it was a real attention-grabber. Every time it came down the road, it was a real attention-grabber. And, um, I I mean, it's a garbage truck, and here it is with all these hot rods and really cool yeah. cars, but it's getting equal, you know, as much, if not more attention than any of the, the uh, you know, the, I'll call them everyday cars, but they're mm-hmm. not everyday cars, but... The... Um, the uh- non-service or the traditional cars for that yeah traditional cars for that event um but when you see this garbage truck approaching that's that's equally as cool Mm -hmm. um you know your eyes going to be drawn to that and and some of these photos remind me of of what i saw there um it's really they're they're really fascinating give them a chance just Mm -hmm. take a look at them maybe read a little bit about them i know you won't want to spend you know maybe your your life's uh (laughs) life's time on these things but but uh maybe do who knows
0: Maybe you do, because you do. also when you're there, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a sideline shout out to Dark Roasted Blend because they've also got some great photos of other – photo collections of other vintage vehicles. Yeah. So I think we've actually mentioned them once or twice before. Yeah.
1: There's another site. You know, I well we plug-in sites here. Why yeah, not? Yeah, why not? I, I've been going to one called Shorpy, S-H-O-R-P-Y. I believe that's it. Okay. Um, or close to it. Anyway, okay. take a look for that. But, uh, <laughs> but you can search, uh, you can search these really great vintage photos of things like that. And you could search, you type in garbage trucks. And I would bet you anything that it would come up with some fantastic kind of daily life type scenes, uh, you know, black and white photos, um, on film, of course. Beautiful, beautiful photos. So take a look. And they're, they're really big and, uh, just kind of everyday scenes that are really kind of interesting. Things you could frame and put in your house. That's cool. Yeah, it's and really. And people cool. would be like, "I didn't know you were no, that classy." I've been, I've been yeah. doing that with uh, a lot of different uh, the vehicles that we've been going through yeah. recently, and uh, just finding some fantastic images of the stuff like that. So
0: um, take a look at that. And while you are taking a look at that, we'd like to
1: take a look at some listener mail. That's right. We got one piece. <laughs> All right, Ben. Not that we've got just one piece of mail now. That, uh, <laughs> now that I think about it, but uh, we've got lots of mail. Here's one that I wanted to read. Um, this comes from a, a listener that uh he wrote in from Preston, Idaho. His name is Craig. Hey Craig. And Craig says uh that the title of this was Crazy Auto Repairs. So remember we talked about how you could use pepper in your uh your radiator and things like that. Um, Craig says, Love the podcast. It helps me get uh it helps me to not get bored while plowing snow at work. Mm. So right now he's very busy, I would assume. I would. Um, assume I'm just gonna read this paragraph because it's interesting. Um, I thought it was. I, I wrote back and said that I think it was a perfect example of resourcefulness and uh, just logical thinking. When you really think about this, you
0: know what? I'm gonna hype it up. Yeah. I don't know if I would have thought about it, and it's very impressive.
1: Yeah, it's very, very impressive. So, um, here's what he wrote. He said, "My uncle had a strange roadside repair once. He and a friend were driving a jeep in the mountains when wires going through the firewall without a grommet caught fire and melted into a mess." So they sat there eating their snacks, which was licorice, and wondering how they could get back to civilization. Then my uncle realized that the licorice was hollow. So they bit the ends off the licorice and threaded them, uh, one at a time over the fried wires, started the Jeep, and drove home. Because all you need to do really is just get rid of that, uh, that, you know, the, the, um, plastic housing, the, or mm. rubber that's covering the wires is all melted together and, you know, they're making contacts that shouldn't be made. Perfect solution here. Just feed the licorice right, or feed it right through the licorice. I mean, MacGyver himself would be kind of sullen on the ride back and mad that he didn't (laughs) think about it. That's very creative, very creative. I mean, you could do the same thing with if you had ballpoint pens. Let's say you had a package of ballpoint pens. Mm -hmm. You could do the same thing. Um, you could have wrapped it with, uh, pieces of bark. I don't know. Something like that. But, but you know what? This was a great example. He was, I mean, just sitting there thinking like, what can we do to fix this? Let's have our snack and then. (laughs) What do you know? Here's it's so a, here's awesome a solution right in front of me. So so awesome that he didn't eat the liquor. I, I love I love careful thinking like that. I love I love it when people really really consider the problem, what they need to do to fix the problem, and then what they have available. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love repairs like that. So uh, this is a perfect example. I t- I told him I was going to read it on air, and uh, and here it is. Here it is. Yeah. Craig, we really appreciate you
0: writing in. Um, the only way we could like your email more is if you had been here uh, during our uh, snowstorm. Um, but still, still, very really cool. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. That's an awesome letter. It's no, very super good. Super
1: impressive. Very good. And if there are others out there that have stories similar, please mm-hmm. let us know because I, I like these type of repairs.
0: And you can uh, tell us about these kind of repairs on Facebook. You can tell us about them on Twitter. Uh, You can hit us up at our blog. Uh, You can check out our website while you're there. And if you want to talk to us directly, you can always send us an email at
1: carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.